0: Hello everybody, it is Tuesday, August 20th, 2019, and I'd like to welcome everybody to the 2019 season of the Game of Inches Fantasy Football League. We've been doing this for quite a few years now with the same gentleman in the league, and it's a pretty cool thing that we've got going on, and it's all thanks to this guy with me sitting right here, we got from North Olmsted, Ohio, born and raised, Mike
1: Banchek. Of course, booing me as always. What's going on, everyone? It's good to be back for another year. There is a bunch of rule changes this year, but the best leagues keep it moving, and uh, we're ready to get going. So, Kurt, we'll send it back to you.
0: And also with me, calling in from Minneapolis, Minnesota, we got Brian Freeman on the line.
2: Howdy, everybody. Back for another year. Uh, I'm actually trying this year. I'm not giving up like I did week four last year and trying everything away.
0: We'll see about that, but we're going to start today's episode with a, uh, a brief open statement from our commissioner, but before we do that, we're going to get into a quick word from our sponsor. So, Mike, I got a question for you. Do you want to dazzle your friends by throwing amazing pitches?
1: Yes, of course.
0: Well, the specifically weighed ball that called the swerve ball actually allows you to throw curves, sliders, you name it. Mike, what's your favorite kind of pitch? I I love the swerve. Well, the, the swerve ball's got <laughs> it. Brian, what's your favorite kind of pitch? I like the knuckle. Oh, the swerve ball can handle the knuckle. Well, Tim Wakefield. I <laughs> actually don't know if the, the swerve
2: ball can throw that because that means it doesn't
0: spin. <laughs> Well, you name it, they can, they can pitch it. <laughs> the Swerve Ball kit comes with three Swerve Balls. You can curve it, slide it, sink it, throw it like a
1: pro with Swerve Ball. And now, a word from our commissioner. Welcome back. Here we go. Another year, 2019. We're ready to go. Draft is next Thursday night. We are looking forward to it. Get your keepers in by this Friday. And... We're going to – a new thing this year we're doing with the consolation bracket. Uh, it means something this year, so you guys can't all just tank out and start trading draft picks at the trade deadline and forget about the year. So hopefully that will keep everybody involved uh, for the most part. But, um, yeah, I'm coming the for the chip. The but it's been a while for me, so I'm, I'm coming for the whole thing. Brian?
2: Mike, is that, is that real a response to my year last year? Yes. That's the pile higher and deeper rule
1: Yeah, I mean the Sashi Brown thing Has now sparked everybody Everybody thinks they can just start trading away Their entire draft Or their entire um, All their players from this year Hoping to get future picks and set them up But you're not John Dorsey, so (laughs)
2: Well, we brought in some new talent this
1: year, so well, We'll see and with
0: that, I think we can move on to last year's standings. So are we'll being, go from we'll go from bottom of the barrel. Are up. These regular season. Kirk? So this is regular season standings as of last year, and as you uh, as you guys might have realized, that's that's how we uh, actually figured out our draft for this year. Um, so kind of we'll go from bottom of the barrel up. Uh, at the end of the going on, st-
1: can I guess who's in last place? <laughs> I mean,
0: you can. <laughs> can I guess? Go for it, Mike. I think it's gotta be Brian. You know what? It's funny. In last place at regular season last year, it is piled Whoa. higher and deeper oh in guess. last place at 2-11. and 11. Worst record in the league. I will say, I won
2: my playoff game, so I finished in 11.
1: Not at the end of the regular <laughs> season.
2: It's postseason is all that matters, right? That's what Mike
1: said. Well, consolation bracket means something now. Before, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, you win something that doesn't mean something. If you don't make the playoffs this year, you'll probably finish last in the consolation bracket.
2: Oh, I probably should. <laughs> I, sh- I should be kicked out of the league if I don't finish last
0: or if I finish last this year. <laughs> and moving on. And at 11th, we had the Cardiac Kids at 3-10 and
1: 10 at the end of the regular season. Deserving of that. Deserving of that. After two straight championships, Stowny made a boneheaded keeper move. And Terrible. He, he Did not pick. keep Todd Gurley, who finished number one in the points last year for Melvin Gordon. And Christian made second place by drafting Todd Gurley. So.
0: Yeah, that also didn't help me in having that uh, four-game lo- losing streak to end the year, so that, that uh, definitely hurt him. And then just uh, just at him, we had Rock and Rollers. Uncle Jerry making his way up a little bit, but still not happy
1: with where he ended up. Tough year, tough year. But uh, injuries plagued the year. Um, a couple bad draft picks early on, and that'll, that'll do it.
2: Is he still in the game, Michael? Is- we talked about his retirement last year. Yeah, is
1: that... this is this is Brett Favre syndrome all over again. <laughs> he's, he's, he wants that last bite at the apple, that last hurrah, and then he's going into the sunset, and he's letting somebody younger fill his spot. It's getting a lot of work. And you know what's interesting about this year with the Rock and
0: Rollers, though, is I was actually able to get an exclusive interview with Jerry Banchek and uh, and he's really about business this year. He's not talking. He's really not letting any of the media into his training camp. He's been all about business this year, and let's see if he can take care of it when the season starts. He's down in the bunker. Moving on in eighth place, we had the Mud Bugs coming in at
1: 6 and 7. I feel like this is where he's been. He's kind of in that, like, are we going for it or are we not? That That middle ground where you kind of don't want to be the last few years, that, like, He's got it one All-Star like Carl Anthony Towns but he's like the he's like the T-Wolves. He's just kind of stuck in the middle. They're not horrible, but they're not they're not making the playoffs and contending. Did yeah. we
0: skip
2: over the Dirty Landrys?
0: All right, I was ninth, but do we really want to talk about me?
2: Oh, trying to skip over.
1: Classic host right there.
0: Skipping over is yeah, I'm not happy about it. I came in ninth. You know, I was a little, uh, a little upset about my 5-8 and eight record, considering I was fourth in the league with points four. Kind of got, you know, it's neither here nor there, but uh, I put points up, and I'm going to always outscore whoever I play. And, and, you know, if my defense can't handle that, that's going to bite me in the ass.
1: That's the only thing about fantasy that kind of sucks, is you have the fourth most points, and you finish in ninth place. <laughs> <laughs> And you get teams that sneak in the playoffs that have no business being there. Like me and Frollo, for, for instance. We just kind of snuck in with... But, hey, you got to play good defense. That's the way she goes sometimes. Speaking of Frollo, uh, you know,
0: just a, a spot above Pat in seventh place. We had the IT intern, who I will point out didn't make playoffs, actually, because he was in seventh. So you're talking about Mayo that that snuck in. Yeah,
1: Mayo snuck in. Who lost the guy in the first
0: Dixon round. Seven, he but was let's in. just... Let's just think back a year ago at this point, I believe the IT intern was actually not only playing for playoffs this year, but that playoffs also meant a promotion and a raise, which he will no longer get. That was in his initial contract, so he is still an intern after years and years of trying. Mike, what do you say? That's a long time to be
2: an intern.
1: <laughs> you, you would think like over time you'd progress, maybe get a little promotion, but he's been stuck in the intern level. I mean, there's a is reason. He, there's a reason most internships are summer internships. I mean, these are still <laughs> only supposed to last a couple
0: months. I mean, here we are three years later. Brian, what do you have to say about it?
2: Is he going to keep Antonio Brown at number one? That's what I'm kind of curious about. After the preseason stuff
1: that's been going on, hard knocks. Yeah. What's well, I saw on? I saw Antonio practicing without a helmet today, but he was in camp, which is a positive sign. But I feel like. I just don't trust that guy. I, I, there's something about him that he's going to do his own shit. Whatever he thinks, he's going to do. He doesn't care what anybody else thinks. He doesn't care what the commissioner's office thinks. He doesn't care what the NFL, um, PA, or anybody says about him. He's, if he wants his old helmet, he's going to try to get it. That could cost Frollo some games, though, if he doesn't start the year for that.
0: I agree. You know what? I think I think uh, Gruden's just gonna get have to put a date on it with AB and, and really just you know commit, have him commit to that. And another thing you want to put a date on is some old mayonnaise. Speaking of which, we got in sixth place,
1: best if used by 10-14-2018. Hold on, let me call. Let me let me let me call this. He made the playoffs and he finished in the first round. Lost the first round. <laughs> oh man, Shane.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, the Mayo he uh, he snuck in the
2: playoffs. You know, pretty... how did he do?
1: Did he put up a close fight? What was the score of that one?
2: I, I got it pulled up here. He actually put up a decent score. He lost by ten uh, to Timmy Timmy two x four, uh, with a score of one fifteen to one hundred
0: five. So, so no cigar. Oh, yeah, that's. We're sorry about it, Shane, but uh, but your Mayo st- seems to be a little expired. And uh moving on to uh fifth place with seven and six, the first uh first winning record uh that we've had here in the, in the uh last year's regular season. Dr.
1: Smooth. Yeah, I I kind of made a few late trades and kind of snuck in. I definitely did not have one of the best teams. I'm the guy that you look at and you go, fifth place? Are you shitting me as team blows when you're looking at it late in the year? But hey. I made the playoffs, it was better than last place the year before, and we're just, we're progressing, we're building, we're, we we cleaned everybody out, we're going young, now we're building on our foundation, and hopefully we make that leap from five to maybe, maybe we get in that top two this year. Top two, well, I think you'd be lucky to get in that top four, which DNA Level C
0: did last year, coming in at eight and five after a five game win streak to end the season. This
1: is always somebody that's knocking on the door. This Sean is—he's due to win this league. He has been right there every year. This is somebody to watch out for. Now, will he keep Zeke? We'll tune in this Friday. We'll find out. It's—it's it's, this is this could make or break the year if he keeps Zeke or he goes in another direction. Will he sign Bry? I
2: think he'll sign. Um, Jerry Jones just released a Zeke statement. Rough, ruffling some feathers, which might not help. Yeah, the
1: he situation. pissed him off, and his agent, <laughs> yeah. his Mind agent, tweeted, that you, "We are not happy with this."
2: <laughs> might not have been a good idea, but I think at the end of the day, they're going to pay him because the fans are going to get rowdy, and he deserves his money.
1: But you know what also pissed him off is they signed Jalen Smith today to a big multi-year contract. The guy who started twenty games for them since <laughs> his knee injury, and <laughs> if you're paying linebackers that you. Has only played 20 games or started 20 games, I should say, over the guy that's King. really meant the most to the Cowboys the last. And I would argue Zeke means more to that team than Dak Prescott. Oh. I agree with that. I'd agree with that.
0: I'd also agree with that. Timmy, Timmy, two by four came in third place last year,
1: nine and four. Huge leap. This is a big leap. Tim has been at the, the bottom of the barrel for four or five straight years, and he. He was like one of those teams that you just no one expected early on, and he came out of nowhere, shocked the world. Didn't win it, but he made a great effort.
2: I'm looking Sa- at his draft right now. How um, do
1: you do, so
2: Saquon carried his team because he went Saquon, AJ Green, Kenyon Drake, Demarius Thomas, Alshon Jeffrey, Delaney Walker, Cam Newton, of course.
1: <laughs> of course, Cam.
2: But uh, then you know you got Giovanni Bernard, Kelvin Benjamin, Deshaun Jackson, blah, Then later on, so I think he must have. I know he traded for James White middle of the year, which was a solid trade for him. I don't know who else he got, but uh, this the draft did not look like a playoff team, but they approved.
0: I mean Saquon Barkley's approved. Let's just leave it at that. And moving on to our to our uh, our actual in second place of the regular season, but our champion of the league, we had the Schmohawks
1: at eleven and two. Matt, again, risking it all to win it. In. And you, we, we, you can argue his methods all you want, but the guy, he won the league. And, and here's another
0: thing. I'll take his team back. A year ago, we, we actually asked this question on last year's podcast to both Brian and Michael. Matt, over under three trades in the year. And, Mike, how many, I think you pulled this up earlier. How many trades did Matt have by what week?
1: He made... I think he had four or five trades that I'm looking at right now, but he definitely kicked off the trade season and made the first three trades of the year. I mean, I think we,
0: you guys both took the over, and there's no doubt about that. Brian, what's your take?
2: I mean, I know I traded with him twice last year, so <laughs> I know there's at least two on the board. And, I know,
1: you know Matt's strategy. It's, it's like the baseball trade deadline. Most of the teams wait to that end date to make moves. Matt goes, we're in it in June. We're going for it now. And then
0: moving on, who also went for it but just came up a little bit short, finished first in the regular season with the also 11-2 record, Willie Mays Hayes and Christian.
1: He's not going to like this, and I told him earlier, is a choke job. One of the best drafts in the last five years. It was It was really good. Todd Gurley, Thielen, Tyree Kill, those three alone are (laughs) – Insane. Josh Gordon, which was a huge reach, but it doesn't matter. He picked Kareem Hunt, Crowell, Greg Olson, Cousins, Randall Cobb, Kenny Galladay, Gustowski, really, really good draft. But he'll give you some bullshit excuse how he couldn't finish the job. I'm not in for that. He didn't get it done. So,
0: And that concludes our segment on last year's season. Um, before we uh, move, move ahead, though, I'll, uh, I'll open it up to Brian or Mike. Any, uh, any funny trades or any, uh, any big-time trades you remember from last year?
1: There was a few. There was a few. Brian is at the, um, the forefront of the trades. I made, I want to say... Big trade here. Big trade, October 2nd, 5.05. Everybody's just about getting off of work. And Schmohawks... And Brian pull off a big deal. Brian traded Matt TJ Yelvin, Tyler Boyd, Leonard Fournette, a tenth and a twelfth. So the uh, the big piece of the trade was Leonard Fournette, who could not stay healthy. Tyler Boyd actually was really good for Schmohawks. This is a package come sending out from Matt. Godwin, Jamal Williams, Chris Carson, a fifth and an eighth. <sighs> giving up big draft capital early on.
2: And uh, that didn't stop there. I also traded with Dirty Landry, Timmy Timmy 2x4, and Dr. Smooth the following week. Yeah, it didn't help me. I got half the gun.
0: Helped me score more points,
2: but... Well, here's a hot take for those who haven't looked at the draft board. I do not have a draft pick after the
1: 10th well, round. We're, the we're getting to that. That's next. <laughs> November 24th, trade deadline almost approaching. Brian trading with Kurt. Kurt gave Carlos Hyde and Royce Freeman, and an eighth for LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn <laughs> McCoy did not do well after that trade. Gus Edwards, who was the classic three-game wonder off the free agency wire. Brian picks him up, deals him for draft capital in an 11.
2: Yeah,
1: Bullshit. i got to say, suspicious after looking at all this, IT and Toronto Schmohawks are making quite a bit of moves together. I'm
0: going to say collusion. Let's just say they'll be under investigation this
1: year. Well, Schmohawks is all over the board, though, but I will say the key of the whole season was the last trade. Rock and Rollers gets on the trade machine, and he gives up George Kittle in a 14th for Trey Burton in a 10th. And Matt won the league. George Kittle did not have a great final game, but down the stretch, George Kittle was one of the best tight ends in the entire league. Mm -hmm. He's a game changer. So as we look forward to our future picks for next Thursday, I am happy to report that Brian doesn't have a pick after round 10. Draft capital is insane. If you don't make the playoffs, could be voted out.
2: Yeah, I got two fives, two sixes, two sevens, three eights, one nine, and one
1: ten. That is absurd. Look at all the people he's traded with a fifth from Matt, a six from Kurt, a seven from Tim, an eight from Matt, an eight from Kurt, and a ten from me. Does not have a pick after round ten. I'll be finishing
2: with my kicker in the tenth
1: round. And if Matt makes the playoffs, it will be very, very impressive. <laughs> He's got two sixes, which he got. He picked up draft capital, but man, the late rounds, he's going to be active looking for sleepers. He's got two sixes, a seven, doesn't have an eight, has a nine. After that, he's got 11, two 12s, a 13, two 14s, and a 15. I mean, you always want two of those 14 picks. Yeah. what <laughs> wonder what, uh, is he at the CBS Sports uh, Podcast he's been listening to the last two weeks, looking for sleepers, because he's going to oh, need them. Who's it. that, Malcolm Brown? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, everybody else has just made a few trades, and has got two picks here, two picks there. So, Brian and, um, and Matt. Gonna be active in different stages of the draft next yeah, week. It'll be very
2: interesting to watch. This is my year. This is this is my moving day.
1: And that's good to know
0: because whoever has those picks around those guys, aka Ian and uh, Mike and Christian, I mean, it can get real interesting looking at who needs what. And I guess if we're talking about this, we should go into this year's draft order. And we're gonna go for get a word from our second sponsor. This today's. Today's uh, draft order and this year's draft is actually sponsored by Conrad's. Tire Express and Total Car Care. Need batteries, starters, alternators, brakes, engine and transmission repair, oil changes, shocks, struts, steering and suspensions, tune-ups, engine performance, wheel alignments, you name it. Conrad's has got it. And come down, down now for their 50th anniversary of being in business. Conrad's. All right, let's move on to the 2019 draft order. Deciding to go with the first overall pick. With his many picks, he's got the first overall, Brian, and Piled Higher and Deeper.
1: Brian, this is legit John Dorsey two years ago. Just pick after pick after pick after pick. So my
0: question for you, Brian, is who's going to be your Baker Mayfield? Will you announce right now on this podcast who you're going to pick first at number one overall? No. Boo!
2: Tell you who I wanted. I wanted you guys to scramble on day one. Well, Brian, hey, I'm going to touch. He announce he wanted Baker. No, he waited till day up. Everyone thought he was going Rosen or uh, Darnold.
0: All right, well, wait to be no fun.
1: <laughs> anyway, go- it's,
2: it's, it's down to three.
1: Can we uh, get a top three?
2: Maybe.
1: I'll take a top three
2: I'll try if you give me your next year draft pick I'll give you
1: a <laughs> I mean who's if good? anybody is offering draft picks for next year Brian is interested yeah. I'm listening <laughs> the phones are always open in Minneapolis so is, that, is that number one draft pick up for grabs Brian who are you keeping let's anybody oh, uh, anybody tempt you from your draft uh, let
2: me let me, sh- let me talk you through my draft last year just for <laughs> anyone who's curious um Let's see. We got
1: 2018 season. I've got Let's it. LaShawn McCoy, number one, who you dealt. Jarrett, no, listen. LaShawn McCoy, number one, dealt. Jarrett McKinnon, torn ACL. Leonard Fournette, dealt. Royce Freeman, dealt. Jimmy Graham ended up the season on IR. Corey Davis, one of the biggest draft busts last year. Michael Crabtree, didn't even oh, realize he was still playing. <laughs> Sterling Shepherd, okay. James White traded. Carson Wentz, his backup played better than him. Jordy Nelson retired. That is the roughest first ten picks I've seen in a long time. Brian, can you respond?
2: I will blame my front front office, and uh, we cleaned out our GM last year. I the thought Sashi, you said that the year before. Sashi Brown is gone. You fired Sashi Brown last year, though. Who did you fire this year? <laughs> We thought we fired Sashi, turns out just somebody was in his office at the time, and he came back and drafted for us, and we, we couldn't—we didn't want to bid it to the league.
1: Should I bring up the word dysfunction?
2: <laughs> I, if you believe, I mean, I believe in my team this year. We got the draft picks. Even a blind squirrel finds the nut every once in a while.
0: Moving forward.
1: Moving on. News 2.
0: Number 2 overall pick, we got Ian. It'll be really interesting to see who goes number one overall.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of keepers. Some are taking it down to the wire. Does Ian have a keeper this year? I believe so. I think he's keeping Michael Thomas in the second round, which is really good value. Um, we'll see how long Drew Brees keeps this thing going. But, I mean, he's got Kamara and Michael Thomas, who are maybe the best wide receiver running back combo, besides the Browns, of yeah. course. In the NFL,
0: I mean, I, I, I honestly, this is the way I, I look at it. I mean, the Saints should have made it last year. Should have made it last year, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they, they kind of choked. But I mean, I, the NFL loves Drew Brees. I can see Drew Brees having a very similar Peyton Manning kind of last hurrah year. You know, get him a one, one more Super Bowl. I mean, look, but- like the
1: rock and rollers and uh, Drew Brees are on the same career timeline right now. And speaking of rock and rollers, they're coming up with the third pick overall. So Dynamite uh, transition there by the commissioner.
0: <laughs> I mean, it'll be really, like I said, like Brian said, There's, a, there's I feel like there's definitely a top three, but that could get interesting if there's any keepers, which doesn't sound like. Does rock and rollers have a potential keeper? Yeah, he's first? been
1: raving about his keeper since last year. He was talking about keeping somebody at the end of last year. Nick Chubb, he is very, very excited. Got him in the ninth round which is really, really good value. I mean, I would say... Um, Almost as
0: good as... Yeah. I, might be the second best keeper. Yeah, in maybe. This year.
1: Besides, uh, besides... We'll get there, we'll get there. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll save it. But, yeah, really, really good really good value. Nick Chubb potentially could go as late. I'd say max second round He would he would fall to if that's but we're a bunch of Browns fans, so you know he's going higher now. So yeah. he's got a first, late first, early second round value in the ninth round. That is where the keepers come into play, yep. and they help you.
0: And uh, <clears throat> so we were talking about the Saints a little bit earlier. Speaking of down south, the Mudbugs. Pat coming in with the fourth overall pick.
1: Mudbugs has got kind of a uh, sleeper keeper. Mike Williams in the tenth round. I can see it. I could see that being unless unless, uh, Pat decides
0: to go another direction. he
1: was looking at Gronk, but um, Gronk's doing fitness weird fitness things (laughs) in downtown Boston right now. (laughs) Pat's team could have Gronk and
0: Jordy on it at some point. Those are his guys. Those are his guys.
2: Uh, I would Pat's keeper doesn't surprise me. He's always trying to be cheeky, like, "Oh, look at this sweet value," even though he did not catch that many balls last year. I don't know. I'm curious to see if that pans out.
1: Yeah, me and Christian were talking earlier and he made up he made a really good point. I feel like the keepers are really beneficial, but they have a you can reach on a keeper trying to overextend somebody's value. Right? Mm-hmm. And you you're, you're like I got to keep someone to kind of keep up with the league and then you make a mistake thinking somebody's more valuable than they are because I got to get a keeper. Sometimes the best is to not keep somebody and to not over and not over Keep somebody or overdraft somebody. So. Or does
0: Mike just want Mike Wallace and he's trying to get in Pat's head right now?
1: I don't know. Could be.
0: That's Mike Williams, Kurt. Mike Wallace.
1: <laughs>
0: you know what I mean. <laughs> Moving on. We got Shane with the fifth overall pick. What's Mayo going to do this year?
1: Is Mayo keeping anybody? He was thinking, uh, I think he was saying Travis Kelsey, who Mayo's always in for some good beer chugs. And when, uh, for the, cool. all, when the All-Star game was in, uh, Travis Kelsey had a gigantic champagne glass and was getting everybody to drink out of it at the Barley House. And Shane's like, yep, keeping him. I mean, sometimes you know
0: you know. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, any thoughts on Kelsey? Uh,
2: it depends. On what round would you keep him in? I
1: think the third.
2: That actually is good value then. Yeah. That might be a good keeper there. He's going late first, early second right now.
1: Yeah, do you? I got some thoughts on the tight end position. The tight end position's always kind kind of been on the back burner, and there's about a couple guys. Tight end position is kind of loaded this year. There's about three, four really good guys that you can say are better than some of the top Echelon receivers, and do you maybe take a tight end earlier than you usually would? I don't know. That's something we'll find no. out. No?
2: <laughs> i say no. You got three guys. If you miss one of those, then it's then it's a crap shoot. I bet you four could end up as number 15, and number 15 could end up as number four. It's all t- touchdown-based after that.
0: I mean, you got to think about those red zone targets.
2: Yeah. But you the best tight ends produce yards and get targets. So
1: okay, you got then.
2: Kelsey, you got... Um, Kittle and I think Zach Ertz I believe are
1: the top yeah, three the top three are in some order are Kelsey Zach Ertz and George Kittle um, all three of those are really really good players and in a PPR league especially Zach Ertz and George Kittle who you know are going to get see touches and same thing with Travis Kelsey even though he's in a more explosive offense but um,
0: no I don't know there.
1: I like all three of those or do I? Well, now coming
0: into uh, the back half of the, uh, the snake draft. Now, some would say that the sixth pick in a 12-man snake draft is the worst pick you can have. And I think we're going to get a real answer here because that's Mike's pick. So, Mike, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I was going to keep Sony Michelle, but I thought I was over-drafting or over-keeping him. And I still could, but we're going to let the board fall to us if we decided not to keep anybody. And we're just going to sit in the middle. This is the year I need to find some value. Later on, I need to find my Nick Chubb, my Pat Mahomes later in the draft. Because I feel like middle rounds, I'm going to struggle to find the best of the best. I'm just going to have to make do with with what I got. All
2: right. Here's a question. Is Baker going at six?
1: What number is he, Bri?
2: Is Baker going at number six to you?
1: And I said, what number is he?
2: Number
1: one in our hearts. Oh, He's number six. Took you long. There's your answer. Jeez. Tony. Sir. (laughs) Browns fan, or has he become a Vikings fan?
0: Nice. Uh, A little too much time watching Wisconsin on Saturdays. (laughs) All right. Moving on to the seventh pick.
1: We got Matt of the Schmohawks. I've heard from multiple sources. Pick is on trade block. It's up for grabs, even though we can't trade it. (laughs) Matt is looking to deal in the first round.
0: I mean, that doesn't surprise me. He's a guy that likes to wheel and deal. That 7th pick is not a pretty one in a snake draft, especially with both folks. And if you're not going to have anyone keeping in the first round, that's not where you want to be.
1: This is somebody dangerous because he's another one that's got a really good keeper. He's got DeAndre Hopkins. um, I believe in the second round. I believe. I'll have to check back, but First round, he could just take best player available, and he's got DeAndre Hopkins, who is, probably wouldn't be there at the end of the second round where he's picking. So That's true.
0: And moving after uh, right after Matt is going to be Christian.
1: Yeah, he's had more debate over his keeper than I've ever seen anybody. And who's that? He's, he's really exhausted all medicals for Todd Gurley, and he's put him off his board. He's also got Tyree Kill, um, I believe in the third round. I think he's got feeling in the second, and he's also thinking about Kenny Galladay in the tenth. I mean, you got to
0: look where you can find value. I mean, I find it tough passing up on those first three players named as the talent he has, but I mean, hey, if Galladay's your guy, he's
1: your guy. He's your guy. Anything there As, Brian? Long, as,
2: as long as he's okay with uh, breaking children's arms, I think he would be the best keeper
1: there. Hey, oh!
0: Too soon, too soon. Moving on. Uh, speaking of uh,
1: too soon, but we got Timmy Timmy two by four. Yeah, he's got. Pick. Yeah, this is. He's got the best keeper, the number one overall pick where he's drafted. That is extreme value, and Saquon Barkley who. I don't really. Maybe Kumari, you could argue for that number one spot, but I think it's clear-cut favorite. It's Saquon.
0: I mean, I've also heard McCaffrey with the season he had last year. It could
1: go any way. Nah, I wouldn't pick him over Saquon or even Kumari. I would pick anybody over Saquon. But I mean, Brian? that's if you want a guy like Daniel Jones thrown in. I mean, can, I would, can the guy if, even if win
0: he, a game? If
2: he wants to change his mind and not draft Saquon as his keeper, I'll be I'll be pretty happy about that.
0: We'll see what happens. After Tim, we got Sean, our DNA level C with the 10th overall pick.
1: Yeah, this is a hotly debated keeper as well. He's waiting for Jerry Jones to pull the trigger, but Jerry Jones, as we mentioned earlier, just said basically... Zeke who? Yeah, downplayed Zeke, who I think is just so stupid, but I think you got to pay him. But um, I, I, would, I would expect by this Friday that Zeke is, is, is the choice there.
0: All right. Now with the 11th overall pick, we got Frollo. Still an intern. Wow.
1: Hasn't made the playoffs. It is drafting near the last. But I believe that was by choice. Wanted the 11th pick for, oh, I know his keeper is, is that. The he, dumbass out in Oakland, California. Mr. Bigfoot. Gross for Brian, as a um, as a doctorate, what would you say if someone wanted a helmet that wasn't approved by the NFL that puts them at more risk for maybe CTE? I'd
2: say, look at his actions this past two weeks. That is the result of using that helmet
0: for the past. <laughs> <two years. laughs> wow, that's coming from a learned doctor. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's just. I understand that it's hard to change, but. As we said with this league rules, you got to adapt with the times. If you don't change, that's how leagues die.
1: And then he said, he told everybody, he goes, well, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are using the helmet, and uh, they weren't because the Oakland Raiders front office sent a picture of the helmets from Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and said, no, they're not. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, clearly Antonio Brown is – I don't know if he's just – I don't know what his motive is. He got paid. I don't know if he's trying to drum up interest for himself or he's just trying to be a heartache on his own team, but clearly Pittsburgh is very happy to get rid of him. There's no question about that.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, when watching Hard Knocks, the Raiders look like an absolute disaster. They looked like the Browns last year. I think worse. I mean, if if Derek Carr stays healthy and only if he stays healthy, I can see them maybe winning four-plus games, but if he's hurt, they might not win a game. They look
1: horrible.
2: Yeah, it's not looking good.
1: I was trying to put a finger on what's wrong with the Raiders, and I just think it comes, I think, well, Antonio Brown is, but Derek Carr is like no leadership skills, and that guy is such a dud. I just don't, I just don't, wouldn't trust him with a 54-man roster to lead an organization. I just don't do that.
2: I disagree entirely. You like him. I, I, I don't love him, but I think he's a much better, he's a serviceable quarterback. He can get you to playoffs and win playoff games. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but at the organization, I mean, look at the haircut of the owner. Like, who, how is that something that's okay? He's got bangs as like an 80-year-old man. Yeah, but,
0: that looks a bad look. It's I mean, you, trade, you, you trade away
2: look. Khalil Mack, like you trade away the NFL defensive MVP you know, for picks, and then like, you trade away, you know, your best receiver. Like, imagine you put Cleo Mack and, you know, um, what's his name? The guy, who they sent to the Cowboys? What's his name? Cooper. Yeah, I'm good. Like you put those guys back on that team. I mean, you tell me they wouldn't rather have Cooper than Antonio Brown right now? Yeah,
1: but I, I agree. I think it comes back to the whole organizational thing. Like, if, if, if your whole front office and the owner are not on the same page and it's just dysfunctional, that just – seeps down into the team, and it's impossible to win, no matter who you have running. And John or John Gruden is a oh. shell of himself. It's kind of embarrassing. He feels like he's playing up to the cameras. He's yeah. trying yes. too hard. I just, taking 10 years off of football and then coming back and magically thinking he can just take the Raiders to the Super Bowl is. You can't run the same offense in 2019 as
2: you did in 2002.
1: Yeah, yeah, tell Pat Shermer that he's still running the West Coast offense from the, from the seventies.
2: Yeah, but we digress.
0: Yes. Anyways, and then kind of you know, in in, in uh, with the twelfth pick, the last pick, I, I uh, decided to go with that one. Dirty Landry has the uh, that final pick in the Snake Draft, which is uh, which is really nice to have those those back to back picks. I love having that, and uh, you know that kind of fell to me this year. It was either the choice of the fourth overall pick at the 12th, and I'd rather have two back-to-back when uh, knowing that the guy that I want that early isn't going to be there at four. So why you know, why try to stretch it and see who falls to me when I'm going to take someone that I don't want, a guy that I'm not not committed to, and uh, yeah, it's just a bad move. So fell back to 12. Frollo was a little upset. He actually sent me a text about a minute after I sent the email. I wasn't sure the email had sent yet, and Frollo sent me a text, and he's not happy. But, uh, so, I think,
1: so now we have we have a few minutes left uh, before this podcast ends. I think we should, um, maybe run through some teams and give me your thoughts on some players, maybe some sleepers, um, maybe who you like, who you don't. Um, I can kind of go through some teams here and, um, we'll get some, some of your thoughts. Um, I guess we'll just start by alphabetic order right now and Arizona with Kyler Murray. I'll just, I'll give you, I'll just go through each team very quickly. You give me some thoughts. I'll go quarterback, top running back, two receivers, and a tight end for each team. In a, how they think that, how you think the team is going to finish, but more in how they are going to do in fantasy. Okay. I'm just going to go by alphabet, or I'll go by division and make it easier for everybody to understand. So the first team I have is the Bills. I'll just give you like their, their top-skill position players, and we'll just kind of go off of that. So, okay. obviously, Josh Josh Allen, LaShawn McCoy, um, Frank Gore, who I can't believe is still playing, John Brown, Zay Jones, Cole Beasley from the Cowboys. Any of those interest you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> what What a tune to start with. Uh, honestly, not really, because, I mean, the fact that they signed Frank Gore means – they're not gonna I, I they're not gonna cut him. So now you have I know I heard rumors that they might cut LaShawn McCoy, but he got some carries in their preseason game. So I think the only thing you could look at are the running back. I think I want unless LaShawn McCoy or Devin Singletary goes in like the fourteenth round, I want nothing to do with any of those guys.
1: No, not at all. I think the only I mean, Devin or. um Dawson Knox, their tight end, and Tyler Croft, who is always hurt. I mean, I feel like Josh Allen. I mean, we're we're stretching for some right now, but I I don't like any of these guys. Maybe I know Cole Beasley's been getting a lot of run lately in some fantasy leagues, like kind of later on for a PPR. But
3: I I could I, I could get behind I could get behind Beasley as a bi week fill in if they have a good matchup. But dude, the Bills that. I, and I don't know with, with McDermott, the number of plays they run in that cold weather, I want nothing to do with Buffalo players. No. I mean,
1: honestly, I think the most valuable player, believe it or not, is the quarterback. It,
3: yeah. I just
1: think, I, yeah. I, I think the dynamic with him rushing, and I'm not saying that he's a legit fantasy starter 1 through 12, but maybe a spot on later in the year because of his rushing ability could could help.
3: I mean, his stats at the end of the season last year were like it was him and Lamar Jackson were the like league leaders in rushing for quarterbacks. And neither of those guys played. I mean, I don't. Josh Allen didn't start the season. Yeah,
1: I can't believe that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go on. Miami Dolphins, another. Not a bunch of good options here. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Josh Rosen still going on. Um, Kenyon Drake, who just got hurt in the back of this, uh, Kalen Ballage, uh, Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, Albert Wilson. I mean, maybe Devontae Parker later on.
3: Yeah, I, I'm actually okay with the two running backs here because Kenyon Drake actually catches the ball in the backfield. Um. But it'll be that'll be dependent upon. I know he's injured right now, and I know Kalen Bilodeau is the number one guy. Um, but I like Miami's running backs a little more if Ryan Fitzpatrick wins the job over Josh Rosen. I would I, I
1: would agree with that.
3: I, I, I at least I, I feel like Fitzpatrick may turn the ball over more, but I feel like at least he'll take a few more chances, and they might actually score. He might throw some pick sixes and all that, but I th- I feel like they'll at least maybe score a few more points.
1: And I cannot, like, Kenny Stills is one of those guys, like, the first, like, five weeks, he'll have two just gigantic weeks. He'll get picked up on the waiver wire. He'll start, and then he'll have, like, three points because he doesn't have two catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns.
3: I mean, it, it, it never fails when you watch the Dolphins game. They cut to it, and you're right. If they throw a bomb, you're like, oh, here comes Kenny Stills with one catch for 75 yards and a touchdown.
1: <laughs> and you're just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right well next one i i there's this is interesting with the patriots there i mean obviously tom brady is i think his value has gone down in recent years um but they're running back i decided not to keep sony michelle i'm not saying i won't pick him i just think third round might be a little rich um and some people were talking especially christian was mentioning earlier like Sometimes the keepers um, make you reach for a value because you think you got to keep somebody to keep up with the league. I thought that was a good point.
3: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I mean, I think it's as simple as if you think you can get them, you've drafted them in the third round. I I, I don't, I don't I, I think you're making the right decision. I don't think Sony Michel, specifically in a, in a half – even a half-point PPR league, he's he not worth it. He catch a the ball. He no. Doesn't. In a standard league, I, I I could I could wrap my head around that, but he is now having said that, like you said, he actually could be in line for I think he's flying under the radar for some people.
1: Yeah, I love I mean, is James White one of the most underrated fantasy running backs the last three yeah, or four no. years? In a PPR. Yeah, but he had he had an unbelievable year last
3: year. Like he can't he can't replicate that. He had, like, six rushing touchdowns last year, and his previous career high was something like two or three.
1: Yeah, he's not going to – but he'll he'll get touches. I mean, if – He will. Yeah, I feel like he could be drafted, but, like, I feel like he's a really good spot running back where, you know, you, you got guys on buys, you got guys in injuries, and you need uh, a guy to come in and not, like, screw up, not, like, get four or five points. Like, you know James White on a bad day is going to get seven or eight points just about on the catches he gets.
3: My early prediction is the Rock and Rollers select James White. I feel like the Rock and Rollers always have either a Danny Woodhead, James White, Danny or some. Woodhead,
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so <laughs> some some guy who catches six passes for 50 yards and there you go. You got 8 points and you're like, "Oh god. I hate playing I hate playing Rock and Rollers flex."
1: <laughs> Another guy I was thinking along the lines of that is Gio Bernard.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, if I was talking with Frollo. I, I like Joe Mixon a lot this year.
1: Yeah, I do too. I I know
3: we'll get to them, but I'm a yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Edelman, Josh Gordon, Phillip Dorsett, who I I don't I wouldn't even consider drafting. Um, uh, the one interesting player on their on their team, I mean, obviously Edelman is 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 really good. Um, is Ben Watson? <laughs> I mean, the guy is still around. I. For some reason, just in that offense, I feel like if he has a renaissance, he could be valuable in fantasy.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, the, the problem is with drafting like him, I'll give you another sleeper. We'll go into Ben Watson. He's going to score. I just don't – you never know. He might have a game where he's two touchdowns, and then he doesn't do anything for three weeks. Mm-hmm. The guy I like, though, for – his name is Nikhil Harry – he went to – I think he went to Arizona State. Yeah, he went Patriots.
1: to ASU, his first, first, their first-round pick this year. They got him at the 32nd pick last and week.
3: He, I think the Patriots are not going to draft a guy in the first round and not use him unless he is completely worthless. But with the way they scout, yeah. he – but his value went down when Josh Gordon got reinstated, though, too, so –
1: yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't know how good his value is his rookie year. They bring these guys along slowly. Now I've now I think in the next couple of years he could be really really good. I just know New England and they don't give these rookies more than they can handle. He's going to probably as, in fantasy wise, he'll get a couple go I just don't see him being one of the focal points of their offense year one.
2: Yeah, I mean, but
3: no, I could see – I'll tell you what. I could see not year one, first half of the season, but, dude, Sony Michelle was their workhorse in the second half of the season and in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and he
1: was a rookie last year. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, but right, I, they don't they don't just draft – and especially they don't draft a wide receiver in – True, true. They true. don't think highly of him. Now, mm-hmm. just like – I mean, New England has bust. There's no doubt about it. They're not hitting on every pick, but – Right, Um, Their scouting is is better. I just feel like their scouting is good, but the way they put guys in the best position to succeed is better than anybody. They figure out what Nikhil Harry does well year one and they implement a plan. What is he can, what can he do year two? And then they implement it.
3: I agree. Agreed.
1: All right. Next team I think is super interesting is the jets. I think there's a lot of good value in here. Robbie Anderson, who I kind of like, Quincy and Nua, who I like, Jamison Crowder, who I like, is a kind of a late round sleeper. Chris Herndon uh, and the question mark, on Bell. I, I think there's a lot of good good options.
3: I I agree, and I from everything that I read, and I only watched a few of the series, but Sam Darnold looked pretty darn good against the Falcons the other night. Um, they could be I I. You wonder though, do they have too many besides? Besides Le'Veon, do they have too many guys to spread the ball around? You yeah, know they, they have, have a
1: lot of I, B B to B minus guys,
3: right? And I'm, I tell you, I, I'm in agreement. I was a, I'm a big Jameson Crowder fan in any PPR league, especially when he was in Washington. Um, and I liked I picked up Robbie Anderson at the end of last year. He was great. I, I agree. I just I don't. And Herndon's even pretty good too. So I agree. I think there's definitely some intrigue on the Jets.
1: And then where do you think Le'Veon Bell? What's the right spot? This is a big – he's in that – I feel like talent-wise, he's middle the first round, but coming off a year where he didn't even play. And Brian said earlier in the previous podcast, does it hurt or help him?
3: I think he goes number six to Dr. Smooth. Wow. (laughs) I I
1: feel like he's in the running.
3: (laughs) I I mean, so big picture, I mean – do you prefer Le'Veon Bell, who sat out last year, who's on – I would say, like you said, I mean, they have some playmakers. Do you prefer David Johnson, who – who knows in that offense with Kyler Murray? Do you prefer James Conner, who might be splitting work with Jalen Samuels? Do you prefer a receiver? I There's so many after Kamara and McCaffrey. There are so many, like, the next ten guys are like I, – I don't know. They all have risk.
1: yeah. I mean, I'd go with the – I know it's, he's sad out of here. I'm going with the best proven back who has been good for the longest period of time. I, I actually like Le'Veon Bell, and I like this offense that they're in. I like Adam Gase. I, lo, I like Sam Darnold a lot. I just think he's very efficient. He's accurate. And they have a lot of talent. It's not just Le'Veon Bell. We just mentioned the, the players around him.
2: Brian
3: and Brian B- Jets. Jets, Jets. <laughs> well, you, you you only missed one division, Brian, in fifteen minutes.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I, I figured we would have time for that. Took that's all I'm on Last podcast.
3: <laughs> uh, Brian, who are you taking number one? Are you taking McCaffrey or Kamara?
2: I, I got to look. It's going to come down to probably a game day decision. I haven't really looked yeah. up those two as much yet, so I need Fair to enough. do my due diligence, especially in half-point PPR. I've, I can get yeah. PPR. I need to see if there's any half-point PPR data on them.
1: Yep, for sure. Well, you've done you've done less research than Christian. I feel like Christian has gotten the full medical situation of Todd Gurley and has deemed him untouchable.
2: <laughs> he was breaking down...
1: The inner parts of his knee last week. <laughs> oh man! All right, Ravens. Uh, we got anybody that intrigues you guys on this? I mean, Mark Ingram. Where does he go? Tight end situation's interesting, with they've got a lot of. I don't know. Hayden Hurst was a former high pick. Um, they kind of run that two-tight end set. I don't know. What's your thoughts?
3: I, I, I'm a, I am a big fan of – here's here's the thing. I like Mark Ingram. As soon as he signed – but as soon as he – I thought he was in a good situation. Then I remembered the last – God, the last at least two, maybe three years, the starting running back for the Ravens who started the season has never finished the season as a starting running <laughs> back. Very true. So, like, it was Alex Collins because I remember drafting him in another league last year, at least a couple years ago. Was on uh, Terrence West.
2: Yeah. It
3: just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to. I don't know what to
2: think about them. Yeah, I just want to stay
3: away from that. That's all I know. Yeah, I don't know. I, as far as their, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, obviously their, their passing game. So none of their receivers, I don't I don't. Know, I don't know. None of the really tight ends. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Ingram, if he falls to me in a right spot, I guess.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I kind of like their, uh, Baker's ex-teammate Mark Andrews a little bit too, as a late round kind of tight end option. Cause they, Lamar Jackson does throw to those tight ends a lot and he had picked up steam, um, backhafted last year, especially the Browns game.
3: Well, he now is he, I, is he in the two tight end set with Hayden Hurst? Is he starting over Hayden Hurst?
1: Yeah, the other guy's Boyle.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, I I have a certain number of tight ends that I want after the top three or whatever, and he's none of the Ravens guys. I want anything to do with them.
2: Yeah, you got to have a quarterback who's going to throw it in the red zone, and they're going to be running it. I feel like every time.
3: I mean, I get Lamar Jackson might be checking down because I, I don't know. I don't, I'll be curious what their offense looks like. They said they've revamped it, and he's going to throw the ball now. But who
1: knows? Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, they drafted Marquise Brown from Oklahoma, but I feel like that's more of um, wishful thinking. I don't know. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that's what they want him to do, and I know that's what they hope he can do. Can he do that, though? It's a big if. All right, next we go to Cincinnati. This is an interesting team. I I mean, Tyler Eifert, I can't believe is still there. I like Joe Mixon a lot. Gio Bernard, maybe a late rounder. Tyler Boyd, who I know, Matt, you've had some mixed feelings on in the past. <laughs>
3: I, I I am a big well. Here's so here's my my thought is the Bengals are going to be pretty bad, especially defensively. So I I honestly like their I like their weapons because I feel like they're going to have to play from behind a lot. But mm-hmm. um, the big thing is is how long is AJ Green out? Because I think that'll Boyd was actually good with him on the field and honestly off the field. But I'd rather as I'd rather see AJ Green on the outside and Boyd in the slot if I wanted to draft Boyd. Um but I don't know. I I will not be scared to take any of the Bengals players. I, I'm I'm in on them, especially with the with their new coach Zach Taylor, coming from McVay's coaching dream. But yeah.
1: They have John Ross, too, who is might be the biggest bust along with Darius Hayward <laughs> Bay in the top ten. He's <laughs> fast,
2: though. He's fast.
3: He is fast. <laughs>
2: If you want him to get you a hot dog, he's back before you
1: know it. <laughs> he's one of those guys that goes, "Oh, it's like my, it's like uh, below forty degrees. I'm not playing." <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I think, I would not be surprised if they cut him. I there's going to be a lot of these guys that we're even talking about that are going to be cut before the season starts. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: he's one of them. He's one. He's of them. definitely one of them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next, do we should we talk about our Browns here? I think yeah. Nick Chubb is already being kept, but he's a borderline first, second rounder. Odell, this—he's the interesting one. Where does he go in our league? He's got to be first round. Someone's going to
2: get him.
3: I mean, with keepers, he's definitely it. It. So I'm picking seventh. If he's there at seven, I will strongly <laughs> consider him at seven. Because I think other than other than the whole and and I and I get and my dad is biggest concern with. OBJ is mm-hmm. the injury history, which I don't know if that's, if he was truly injured, he just didn't want to play for the giants or what was going on. Um, but if he's healthy, he's going to have a monster year. Hey,
2: that's another question that in this league, Matt, will uh, be a little more interesting. When does Baker go? There's 10 Browns fans or 11 Browns fans in this league. How many Mike, is there any non-Browns fans? No, everybody is Browns fans. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I think I, – I, I would be – I'd be surprised if Baker wasn't the probably, what, fourth or fifth quarterback taken. I would be surprised. I'd say I mean, you probably,
2: second or third.
3: I, I think – well, I mean, Mahomes will be kept, but you think he goes before Rodgers or if Luck's healthy? I, those I think, are the only two.
2: I think Rodgers will go take a one, and then he'll go two or three.
0: Here, I, got
1: a, I got a hot take for the Browns, too. Just fantasy-wise, I think Jarvis Landry is going to be overdrafted. I think, yeah, I think I love I, I just think from a fantasy production, Rashad Higgins is really going to catch a lot of passes and he's going to take some away. I, I, I don't know, fantasy wise, is he because I think he's going to go in the top four rounds, which I, I don't know if I'd pick him.
3: Well, I can tell you one guy I will not be taken, and it's a Joku. That dude, I I can't stand him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You can book it. The Browns are taking a tight end in the first two rounds next year. You can book <laughs> that. Wow. Were,
3: yeah that I, that would not shock me. Yeah, that they're
1: they're not. fed up with him. They are. It's 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 a put up or shut up year for him. And he, Unfortunately, he's
3: got, he's got all the tools. He just has I don't know.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. Everyone says he's got all the tools. Athletically, he does, but there's a big problem. you got to catch with your hands in the NFL. He catches with the body, and it just gets – he gets – there. you cannot succeed for long periods of time in the league with trying to catch with your body. Like, yeah, he can jump. He's fast. But, man, he he can't catch in traffic, and that's the tight end game. All
3: right, so I I was on this soapbox as soon as we drafted him, and – I've stayed on it mostly because I feel like I have some validity and credibility because it's come to fruition. The, as soon as they drafted a tight end out of Miami and Florida to come play Cleveland in the AFC North that had suspect hands in college, dude, you're, you're going to you're gonna have to run block Steelers and Ravens linebackers and catch the ball over the middle in December. Yeah, dude, that, 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 it's not going to work. Good luck with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're Kellen Winslow or you're like a legit tight end, that's not gonna that's not gonna translate. It's not gonna translate.
1: I agree. All right. Steelers. Hey, can, we about, juju-
3: can we talk about, about Dontro Hilliard? He is a sleeper of mine that I, I think he's gonna have a nice year.
1: Does Kareem Hunt Kareem Hunt's gonna get drafted? He's got it right. Do you think he can get drafted? I think it's what? worth the wait.
3: I I, th- I think I think he for sure gets drafted but I think Hilliard's going to have pretty I think he's going to have PPR value at least the first whatever 6 8 weeks.
2: Tell me Chubb out of the backfield, he's been awesome out of the backfield catching balls.
3: I I don't know. I am just saying I everything I've read, they like Hilliard and Duke Johnson's role.
1: They do, but I kind of am with Brian from um from this training camp at least that they are Working with, I think Nick Chubb is. I think Nick Chubb's going to be an absolute animal this year. And I know he's did really well last year. I think they want him to be three down, full down, all star running back, catch the ball out of the backfield and block on third downs and everything.
3: He could be, if he does that, he could be the best. He could be the number one or two or three. Overall play, overall running back. He's going
1: to get so many red zone touches. I mean, the way they run the two minute offense and the where they're going to move the ball. Oh yeah, his value is unbelievable. Is Juju a number one wide receiver?
2: yay or nay? Yes. Yeah, I say he's definitely number one starter. He's going to get the volume from Big Ben. They're they're not going to throw it this year. Obviously, that's the older Big Ben gets. I feel like the more he wants to throw it.
3: I'm all over. I'm all over Juju. I think he's a monster.
1: The one guy to watch out for, though, is from Toledo. With we was with Christian is Deontay Johnson, third round wide receiver from Toledo. I actually like him more than their second round wide receiver or their pick last year, James Washington. So, is he playing in the slot or what? Um, yeah, I mean they're going to probably move him around, but yeah, he's got freakish athletic traits. And he's, I the James Washington is not as quick and as fast as him.
3: And then they still have Moncrief, Dante Moncrief, still getting some run there on the outside yeah. too. Yep. Yeah, they, the Steelers are going to be. They're going to score. They're going to score points.
2: Yeah, they'll get. They'll get there, especially against the you know Bengals. The, the division's not the strongest still.
1: Okay. All right. Um next one is Houston Texans.
3: Uh well I'm keeping DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm I'm pretty high on Deshaun Watson and Hopkins.
2: Yeah, I don't know about Fuller. Fuller scares me with injuries, but Lamar I would have gone for if it wasn't for Duke Johnson. So I feel like that's going to be a split backfield and it's going to be a committee. So I'm gonna probably want to stay away from that running back situation.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
3: I like, uh, and I don't know. He, he went down in the preseason, but Kiki, Kiki Cutie is actually—he—he. He, yeah, we met. We
1: hey, we got a shout out him in the last podcast. Kiki, do you love me?
3: <laughs> he's, he's legit. He's legit in the slot, but then it's one of those things that if he's when he's been healthy, Fuller hasn't. Fuller's not the same guy because he doesn't get as many looks. So Fuller has about
1: three or four monster games every year, and then he gets hurt.
3: Yeah, yeah. But Fuller's not that. Fuller's not a PPR. I, I'm not as high on him in PPR leagues. Obviously,
1: yeah. All right. Instead of running down all the teams, because I think it's just taking a little long, I'm just going to start giving you guys some names, and we'll kind of go from there. It's, it's taking too long with the- <laughs> <laughs> We could do two hours on that. I feel tick, that. tick,
2: tick, 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 yeah. tick, tick.
1: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out to LA, and I'm gonna go wide receivers for the Rams: Cooper, Cooks, and Robert Woods. Give me who you like the
2: most, and who you're skeptical scutt- on. I probably like Cooks the most because he's got the most background of consistent years with different quarterbacks. Skeptical? Probably Cup off the knee injury. You just don't know what's gonna happen there.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm same. I, I think Cooks is their best. Woods is probably the most consistent, but Cup. Yeah, I these guys come back from knee injuries so well, but I still I guess you gotta be a little skeptical.
1: Yeah, on and, and the one I'm looking at right now, they have Cooks 15 and Woods 16. Yeah. Sounds about right.
3: Can we talk, can we talk about Gurley?
1: Let's talk about him.
3: Where where I, I so I I have gone back and forth with I want this guy, I want to take him in the first round to I want nothing to do with him because I have no idea what's going on. Where do you guys <laughs> stand?
2: I mean, if he's available at 24, I'll take him. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I don't blame I don't blame you there. I think the 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 reward, the high risk, high reward is worth it there, but how early, let's just say you're picking 10th or 12th, would you take early there?
2: Probably not. I there's so many good receivers that are going to be consistently good there. Yeah. I'd probably wait if I was twelve, thirteen. pick. That may be the point that might be worth it. I think, yeah, I think right
1: around Frollo, Kurt range, 11, where you can snag him, take a risk, and then also get somebody a little bit safer on the back end.
3: I just feel like, and in, Brian, in, in we said this all weekend we were drafting, or at least I did, you, you you can't win your fantasy league in the first couple rounds, but you sure can feel like you lose it if you, you take a lose. risk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't know, I I have I think consistency and just guys who have a good track record without injury history are the that's at least my general like get your get your big lottery tickets later on rather than going I don't know
1: just my opinion
2: <laughs> that's a champion talking so that's that's a pretty good opinion
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what the one guy I'm completely. Not a fan of, and I'm off of, and he's getting drafted as high as early second round as Damian Williams.
3: Yeah, I ag- I agree with that.
1: Why is He that- hasn't been healthy for an entire season before. He's never done it. They have the offense where it's the plug and play. I feel like anybody they put back there is going to be effective.
3: Well, I mean, hasn't Andy Andy Reid come out and said they're going to do they might do a running back by committee?
1: I actually like the backup. Carlos Hyde later on is to get – he's going to get all the goal line touches. You know they're going to be down there. And especially with the pass interference, they're going to throw the ball up to Tyreek and probably get a lot of on um, the two- and one-yard line plays.
3: Do you guys Do you guys think the Tyreek stuff is done? I don't want anything to do with him either. Nah, I man, I don't know. I think if he fell far enough, sure, but I just – yeah,
2: you
3: what's know, the guy with, I'm reaching for. With, Godel, with Roger Goodell in the NFL, it, it would have shocked you if after week two they changed – like something else came out and they changed their minds and he was suspended for six games. <laughs>
2: no,
3: I mean, like, it, I don't like know. Like the video I, comes out or something? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. What do you guys – now, what were your thoughts on the tight ends? I, I've I've also debated, do you go – Because I feel like you have a a significant position uh, advantage if you get Kelsey, Ertz, or Kittle. Where do you guys stand on those?
1: Yeah, let me – before we go, let me read the top 15 tight ends. They have Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, O.J. Howard, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Jared Cook, Vance McDonald, Njoku, Ebron, Hooper, Walker, Burton, Andrews, Reed. The top three, I was telling Brian earlier that I think the top three are better than some of these wide receivers in the in the range of 15 to 20.
3: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that.
2: Uh, I, <laughs> I think tight end is – I'd like to go back and look at these numbers. Like, first of all, Kittle and Ertz are kind of new to the game. And, like, Kelsey's been the only one that I feel I would feel safe taking in the first four rounds. I just feel like these other two guys, like – I mean, Garoppolo looked terrible yesterday coming back, but I know it's preseason. And the same thing with, like, Ertz. Like, he had two different quarterbacks half the year, and the volume he got was almost unsustainable. And that he has that – was it Dallas Gobert behind him, who's like a second-round draft pick as well?
1: Yeah, Dallas Gobert. And he's
2: getting a lot of touches and love as well. I just feel like the volume Ertz got last year may not be, like, repeatable. So that scares me for them. But same thing. I was like, I feel like unless you can get Kelsey, you know, I would wait. Or oh, I,
1: I think George Kittle is up there. I think he's awesome. Who's I will
3: be. I will be if if those guy if any of those guys, Kelsey won't be there. But if Erz or Kittle is there in the third round, you, I will be strongly considering them.
2: Yeah, I guess in three.
1: I mean, you're looking at if if the if the draft board falls this way, you're looking at in the third round like George Kittle or Ertz compared to um, Adam Thielen, Edelman, Godwin, Galladay, Lockett. Like, I think I'd much rather have Ertz and Kittle than some of those guys.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also like the next three. I like Ingram, Henry, and OJ Howard. I like those three. But then after that, man. I don't want. I don't want any of those guys. You don't like at <laughs>
2: number nine.
3: I will. Not, I will not be taking. I will not be taking him. No. No. Absolutely not.
1: And then some of the running backs later on, um, like in. I think it's very interesting. Like in that 17 to, like, 25 range. that's going to be interesting on who people like. It's kind of a preference thing. Melvin Gordon is in there, which, I mean, that's a mystery. Derrick Henry, Fournette, Devontae Freeman, Chris Carson, Josh Jacobs, Michelle, um, David Montgomery, Ingram Lindsay. Yeah, those you are know, all
2: kind of – who have you watched most recently on NFL Network, you know, to take that?
3: The one guy, the one guy I, I I would like to see a little more of, and I guess it's on right now, is, is Josh Jacobs from the Raiders and Hard Knocks. But I, I he, I mean, they they apparently love him there. I don't know, but are they going to even be anywhere good enough for him to get the yardage and touchdowns that those other guys might get?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he did catch the ball pretty well at Bama last year. Yeah, he um, did. For the limited time that he they. Did. And he's a guy that's – the one thing I do like about him coming out of Alabama is they didn't use him as much as they should. Towards the end of the year, they're like, oh, my gosh, this guy's like a first-round draft pick. Let's start <laughs> using him 20 times a game. But he's – I feel like he's got these fresh legs.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I like – I the other guy too, and I know – I feel like Patrick has him every year is Devonta Freeman, where <laughs> – I, I mean, was it two years ago? He was – he was awesome. It was it unbelievable. Was like
2: three or four years ago, but yeah.
3: So those are the guys that, like, I don't know. I, I, it'll be interesting to see if they, if they bounce back or if they are literally done, you know.
2: But you need – if you can get a stud running back, like, in the third or fourth round, that's how you win your, your division.
3: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised – Brian, you had Fournette last year. Yep. People are loving Fournette again this year. They said that his attitude's changed and all this baloney. Like – you know, it's one of those things, when, like in baseball spring training, that everybody's in the best shape of their lives. You know, <laughs> like you don't even know what to
1: believe.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel like he's too risk, you know, injury prone and a little bit of a head case sometimes.
1: Come on, Matt! It's the it's the thirty second Instagram post for the workout for the day. Like, <laughs> go, hey. Are you working out? Let me just post a 30 second video of me doing some box jumps and I'm in the best shape of my life.
3: Uh, now, Michael, did you have, you had Carryon Johnson last year, right?
1: Yeah, I traded him.
3: Yeah, that, that, that would have been a good keeper.
1: Yeah. I, I, I got desperate. I, I finished in last place last year and I'm like, I got to do everything I can to make the playoffs. I got to push. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have been a nice keeper because I picked him in like, I want to say, like, the seventh or eighth round. Sounds about right.
3: Well, the fact that they got rid of – they cut Theo Riddick, and he's going to get passing downs now, that's big. Yeah. That's real big.
1: Yeah, I picked him in the seventh round. I'm looking at your – you get,
3: I. Kurt had such a good team last year. I forgot how good his team was.
2: Yeah. And the, he had the, what, the fourth highest points and finished in, like, tenth.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he had four I mean he had four arguably top twenty players. Yeah. It's maybe even maybe top ten or fifteen. Yeah.
1: It's gonna work on that fantasy defense. Yeah. The one team I don't know how he finished in second line. Look at Ian's team. His draft was really good.
3: What was his team name?
1: Uh Cardiac Kids.
3: Yeah, he's also set himself up well for this year because he kept so he's going to get McCaffrey or Kamara again because he has so he'll have the second pick because he's keeping Michael Thomas in the second round. So, whoever Brian probably
1: have both. Yeah, I mean, depending on who Brian takes, but
3: they'll just take the other guy, I would imagine. Yeah, but yeah, his team was. Yeah,
1: the problem was, is he kept Melvin Gordon over Todd Gurley. Todd oh. Gurley was by far and away the best player.
2: What an idiot! <laughs> now, yeah. what are
3: you guys? What are your, what are your guys' thoughts on? Do you think the Packers bounce back this year with a new coach?
2: Probably. I feel like the Bears will come back down to earth. They can't score that many defensive touchdowns.
1: <laughs> I, just, I don't
2: love. I don't love their skill
1: players. I just don't. I don't think they upgraded like they should have this round, and I agree with Aaron Rodgers. He's been bitching about playmakers for three years, and I kind of agree. I mean, their
3: defense is always—they need a better defense. I their defense has always been horrendous.
1: Yeah. You know their D coordinator is, don't you?
3: Oh, it's not Dom Capers anymore. Who's it from the Browns? Is it Patton?
1: Mike Patton. Oh God. <laughs>
3: I'm fading the Packers now. Actually, yeah. (laughs) Dude, can you believe? Can you believe Pat Shermer's the head coach of the? I mean, this it's unbelievable. Head coach of the Giants, like, dude, that dude. uh, The NFL just recycles these coaches. It's 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 awful.
1: It's absolutely awful. You know, there's like there's a couple like GMs and coaches going into the year where you're like no matter what, they're going to get fired. Like, and he is one of them. There's no way him and Gettleman survive. <laughs> the other guy is Jay Gruden to Washington. That guy is done.
2: Yeah. Do you, they he's, been just, there, he's been there for six years, hasn't he? How, four or years? They,
1: yeah, they're, they're trying to win. Here, here's the thing. What most organizations do that's horrible is they try to win and save their coach at the same time. And then they try to draft a young quarterback and develop. Like, they just, that doesn't work.
3: I mean, I didn't know all this stuff about Trent Williams, who's arguably one of the best offensive tackles in the game. Do you guys know that story?
2: A little bit, yeah. So they
3: (laughs) he he had a he did he have a tumor or something on his head, and they basically diagnosed it later than he thought they should they should have found it quickly. And he had to go through, I don't know if it was like chemo and that stuff, but I mean, he was pissed basically. Jeez. he said that the relationship between him and the Redskins is cannot be repaired, and he said he will not be playing for them.
1: Wow. That's, <laughs> got, that's a little bit like it reminds me of the Kawhi Leonard situation.
3: Yeah, right? yeah. Where,
1: where they, they screwed up his medical and he goes, I don't trust you anymore. And There was – you know what? A lot of people up here, I mean, a lot of people obviously like doing fake trades, but there was some buzz about the Browns maybe getting involved in that.
3: Yeah, and I heard – yeah.
1: Kicking Greg Robinson down in the guard.
3: Yeah, I don't know what I, I heard. The Browns and I also heard the pay, the Patriots were going to go after him too.
2: Of course they would. Yeah. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> All
3: right, so where are you guys? So Brian, you draft first, and you don't. You're not keeping anybody.
2: I, I I don't think I physically can. Yeah, I think everyone was either cut or traded. I think Corey Davis might have been the only guy who was on my team the whole year. <laughs>
3: I'll be really so Michael, these when did these lock on Friday? Yeah. And I'll be curious because some of the teams have like well Patrick, I haven't even looked.
1: Does Patrick have anybody good to keep? He'll keep the uh, keeping Mike Williams in the tenth round. <laughs>
2: that's such a pad keeper, huh?
1: The mud that's the mud bugs.
2: That's Patrick's wanted <laughs> to keep somebody.
3: Oh, he's got Robert Woods in the fifth round. That's not bad.
2: Yeah, he should do that one, I imagine. I don't know, <laughs> he I don't know if he kept him, but. Oh, he got Mike Williams in the 14th round. Oh, 14th?
3: Oh, he's got Edelman in the 8th. That's not bad. Well, we'll I'll be curious. I, I'll. Uh, Frollo said he's he really does not want to keep Antonio Brown, but I think he's going to be forced <laughs> yeah. to.
2: You know he's going, he's going to at the end of
1: the day. I mean, I texted Christian today earlier, and I go, who's your keeper going to be? He goes, they got three days left. I'll let you know. (laughs) He's down in the bunker right now trying to (laughs) to sort through the medicals. Uh, It's
2: the war room.
1: I'm only thinking about – the only guy I'm thinking about is Brandon Cooks in the fifth or nobody.
3: Yeah. Well, who are you looking at for sixth overall? Are you going running – are you trying to go running back or receiver or see what's there? I kind of want
1: running back. I feel like I'm going to have my pick between a few guys. I feel like it's going to either be between David Johnson. I don't think he'll be there. It'll be either be between James Conner, Bell, Joe Mixon, kind of that grouping.
2: Oof, that's not an easy choice there.
3: Well, do you take I, do you take one of those guys over if if Julio, Devontae Adams, Juju, or or Beckham are there?
1: Um, I don't love – I don't love Devontae Adams, not at number six. Um, I'd say what, I mean, it's going to be so hard to pass up Odell. <laughs> this is where, this is going to be, the Browns fan of me has to say, Is he worth the six overall pick, because that's going to be a lot of fun if he's on your team. You
3: year. get Baker coming back in round two. <laughs>
1: And then slide back and grab Jarvis in three.
3: At, you know what? And I'll tell you right now, and Joku will be there later, I can promise you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Live and die with the Browns. Yeah. You, can get, you can get Kareem in like the 12th.
1: Uh, he'll be drafted. There's no doubt. And he, he might be worth waiting on.
3: I'm so curious. So we did – Brian and I did one over the weekend on Yahoo. NFL.com has such different rankings. It's interesting.
2: Yeah. But that PPR –
3: yeah, it is. that's big. That's big. Well, it'll be good. I'm. A, I. I can't wait. I'm. i will be excited to see who everybody keeps between two or three of those teams because they have some big decisions.
1: Yeah. yeah, it'll be fun. All right, before we go, give me your uh, top five kickers. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's it.
3: Justin Tucker, and then everybody else.
1: <laughs> He's not even right number one in this. Who is? Greg the leg. ah
3: uh, yeah, yeah. They got a score, I mean, yeah. Justin Tucker did miss a key extra point last year, so I get it.
1: <laughs> the Browns do not even have a kicker that's on here. Oh, yeah, there's Greg Joseph. He's down.
2: We'll <laughs> just go for two every time.
1: <laughs> they were trying the Scottish hammer at practice today, kicking 60-yard field goals off of like those little tees. Who is the Scottish <laughs> hammer? <laughs> the He's the backup punter for the Browns. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And, Fr- and Freddie's comment goes, Hell, if he was kicking 60 yarders in practice, he's sure as hell gonna get a chance to kick. <laughs> 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 that shows you where he's at with
2: Greg oh, Joseph and Cyber. Right? God. Oh god. That's amazing.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for thanks for joining. We'll I'll send both of these out to the league.